Blog Talk Radio. Hello, welcome to La Costa Nostra Radio. We are a poetry family located at allpoetry.com. And I'd like to thank Kevin and the crew for giving us a place to call home. We believe in freedom of speech. However, not all of the views and opinions on the show by the guests and poets are reflective of La Costa Nostra ownership and management and are of their own free will. Enjoy this La Costa Nostra program. Hello, hello. Uh, welcome. Uh, this is Anti-Poetry with Albatross Adams. Uh, we're going to start putting people on the line here and seeing who's who and what's what. Um, <laughs> 804, you've been waiting a long time. Hello, this is me, Salwa. Hello, Adam. Salwa, hello. How are you this evening? I'm all right. 305. Yeah, Raz, how are you doing, Adam? Hey, what's up, man? All right, we got a... We got a one-on-one. It looks like I'm the one. <laughs> You're the one for sure. Five seven zero. Usual suspect. <laughs> it's, it's 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 me, the pom pom lady. <laughs> seven one four. Holla. Oh, wow. Holla, that's boo. <laughs> and seven two zero. Boo 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 boo. boo. <laughs> Seven two zero. I have off today, boo. I have off. So it's hey, not that early. <laughs> Hi. Hey, sweet. Hey. Okay. Cool. So, thank you all for uh, calling and 
submitting pieces and supporting me in this uh, unique kind of uh, experience for me. And uh, we'll just go ahead and start straight away here. Um, I'm going to start with... I'm going to start with Gonzo because we got his part two. Oh, let me hide. Bye bye. It's <laughs> <laughs> the scary, the scary, the scary Christmas tale, everybody. Okay, we have a SoundCloud, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna play it. Um, but I'm gonna oh, post okay. the link in the chat for y'all, so you can uh, read along. And uh, and you know, definitely enjoy, enjoy it. Here we go. Here comes Gonzo. Papa, you tricked me. I thought you said this was going to be a happy story. This story is awesome. There's knives and beer. I don't like this story because I think it's scary. Be quiet. We're finishing this story. You be quiet. Stop fighting. Stop fighting. I said it would be both happy and scary. Will Jan escape? Of course he escaped. The story is about the only boy to ever escape Dimmerbigger. What is the Dimmerbigger? King Ogbergier is an unusual lava formation. The lava formed a circle. It is said to be a pathway for the devil to take his minions in and out of hell at his leisure. So Jan escapes, right? I told you, it says that in the title. That's if he was the only boy in the Boobra Was he the only one, Papa? I'm afraid... He was not. No, I hate Christmas. You have been very naughty. I wish my mom was here. I wish anyone was here. She eats them, of course. What else would you do with children? Little boy, little boy, wake up. This is the tale of the Yule of the Giant, and the only boy who ever escaped the new did I get here? One of those little freaks with the high-pitched squeak dropped you down this hole about four foot deep. If we can try and pry the wires that have us tied and bide our chance, we'll be short and frantic, but we can make it out if we really plan this. We just have to find the right time. I want to see my mother again. She's my only friend. The only one around since my father left and never came back. I want to say sorry for being such a brat. I'm sorry for rambling. You can call me Jack. I know how you feel. I bet wanting your mom. But I fear mine's gone. Like your father had done. Except up in the sky. So no hope for her to come home. Just a memory and I will cry. I don't know why. So anger is all that I feel left inside. I wish my mom was here. I even wish my dad was here. I wish anyone was here. I had a knife. But I fear those fiends, very queer, have confiscated our weapons, so we are left.
to our own discretion. As the two young boys searched for their path, the dwarves secretly watched their struggle with a laugh, for they were not the first, nor would they be the last, nor the worst to try and stand tall to cast off the winds of fate and get back to their past. So the dwarves did patiently wait. What's your name, little boy with no plan? Stop calling me that. It's plain to see. I am a giant, in fact. My name is Jan. Soon I'll be gone to bring the army back to unleash hell at dawn. That one simple word the dwarves knew quite well. One jumped into the pit to get closer as well as inquire a question, spurred by suggestion. Little boy, do tell. What do you know of anything of hell? Hell is a place of a wicked burn, and burn to lessons they learn. Hell is a place for bad, naughty people. And deserve to be punished for being so evil. Yes, boy, indeed. But I clearly see you are not understanding my point. You're not understanding me. If this is a place for the wicked and bad, why are you here? <laughs> I'm not home with your dad. John the Giant fell silent as he tried to fight it, but the fear built inside him and the tears fell from his eyelids. I'm afraid no escape will favor you today. No one escapes this place. No one escapes. What about the boy from yesterday? This tidbit of information had John's thoughts swarming. Alarming it sounded, but still he was confounded. It can only sound the only question in his mind that was foul. Why are you taking children? For our queen. What does she want with kids like us? She eats them, of course. What else would you do with children? I'm sorry, old chap, but many more chores to do. I'll see you after supper. Well, <laughs> whichever one she doesn't chew to pieces. Love the read, the imagery, the detail, 
I, I can't I can't say enough. This is great. I love you, Gonzo. Uh, you're a brilliant mastermind of evil and kindness all around. Awesome. Thanks, sweet. Um, you're welcome. Rick. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been listening to this. I think he's got part three coming out next, um, if he's not done with it already. Um, I could easily picture this being a cartoon. Uh, if you, you remember the name uh, Arthur Rankin Bass, <laughs> they were the ones that used to put out the cartoons, that, that uh, the Christmas cartoons and stuff. At least that that's what I remember. But, um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the stories, um, I think he said it's, it's based on an actual uh, fairy tale from someplace else. But um, whatever it's based on, I mean, he's, it, I, I'm sure it's, it's unique in its own way. And, um, you know, even if it's not, I haven't heard it. And, and just enacting it with all the voices and everything, the production is insane. Um, and, you know, he's got some really classic um, uh, sneaky stuff going on, you know, when, when, when people, um, traditional, um, you know, they, they scam the kid into, into coming with them. You know, it's not like they, they tied him up and kidnapped him. He came along willingly. So you know that that mm-hmm. that was cool, and then you know then they 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 spring their trap on him and they and they push him into the hole, and now it's all about getting away. But I mean, just 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 the psychology of it, you know, the, cool. the way that he did it, it was, was you know really brilliant. Yeah, I would agree. Fully agree with that. Definitely, it's a uh, one of a kind, and it's great to have his work here. Um, anybody else uh, want to speak on this? Yeah. Thought this was fantastic. It has great sound production. What we are going to generate in these exchanges he's doing are experimental. They always have the overdubs with the voices, and it lures the listener into a kind of alternate frequency of radio, where you know the script went completely wrong. And we're all now in some kind of unknown perpetual nightmare. And that effect is really working for him as to uh, generating a kind of uh, mainstream horror that is so catchy, you'd almost uh, blindly fall your way into this hell they're describing. (laughs) Definitely. It's, It's wonderfully dark. It reminds me of like, Christmas Brothers, you know, grim, dark and twisted, you know, fairy tale. Awesome. Amazing kinda, stuff. Kind of in the style of Princess Bride with the grandfather telling the two children the, the, the story. <laughs> yeah, a little campy in that aspect, and I love it, too. You know, it's great with yeah, the no, kids. Because like you're, you're, like, in two worlds at the same time, right? You're You're there in the living room or, like, the bedroom or wherever they are reading the story with the grandfather, but then you're also in the fairy tale as well and it's great. It's well done. Uh two seven oh. Yes, this That's is Wayne. Wayne. Hello. Oh hey Wayne. Wayne. Wayne, Wayne. 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 Yeah. Good to have you here, man. Good to have you here, brother from my first show. Thank you for calling. Thank you. I'm glad to hear you. I'm going to sit back and listen for a minute. All right. Anybody uh, interested in? You got. I know booze. Lizzie, you you want to comment on this? Oh yeah, I was saying I, I love it. I I love the whole theatrics behind it. And like you and uh, Rack were saying, it is like 
you're sitting, you know, listening to this, but at the same time being taken into that world, which really just adds to the whole experience of it. So I can't wait for the other parts. I really, I'm sitting at the edge of my seat. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Don't fall in the hole. <laughs> Definitely keeps you uh, enthralled and like, <clears throat> what? This said I dropped. How did I drop? I'm still on the line. Wow. Anyway. You're still on the line. The monster won't get you until you think you're alone on the bed at night. <laughs> uh, now, see, this has that deep voice that uh, Boo loves so much. So I want to hear what Boo's take is on her man was back, <laughs> you know, in that creepy dark voice. <laughs> Boo. Who? Boo Boo. Yeah. She's here. Boo. Boo. Maybe she's on mute. Maybe she's, Maybe she's, on, she's on mute. No, she's not. Then. She's not on mute. I'm looking at it all. No, no, she muted herself. Maybe she muted herself. She's always sitting there. Work. Yeah, she's not working herself. Yeah. Mm. I mean, but oh, well, she maybe we should just. Uh, man, I know Sal was hiding from the. <laughs> I'm, I'm, back. From I'm this, back. I'm back. I'm back. Yeah, from I, this I, one. I, I so we're gonna. I, I told you to come back. I'm back. No more. I'm sorry. I'm doing it. It's scary. I get it. You know, it's not for everyone. But he's, Adam, you know, I'm sure you appreciate his other pieces. Adam, I received word from your co-host. You have a WhatsApp program. You want to check that out, son? Uh, uh, Boo has a message for you on the board. Um, yeah. Did you see it, Adam? Okay, so anybody uh, anybody on a ru- in a rush at all? Anybody uh, kind of want to go? Said Sweet Pea. I think Sweet, Sweet Pea wants, wants to go, go next, yeah. Okay. Um, did you... Uh, shoot. Let me look through the list I'm here. Good. I got it. She put it. I got it. <laughs> oh, you didn't. Okay. I Go got for it. it then. Yeah. The floor is yours, girl. Yeah. I know how it is for your first show, so I got you back. Thank you. So this is called Narcissist Doesn't Cover It. So this is new for you guys. I haven't done it. So log me through it, okay? All right. Narcissist Doesn't Cover It. Black and blue covered skin doesn't even begin to tell the story of my death within. Twisted mind games took me to the brink. Flashing my wrist was the only way to think. Sleep deprived, friendship, control, phone call, screen, sex scripted porn show, baby doll. Never right, never wrong, don't be too, don't try to be strong. In perfect pitch, sing out loud an American love song. High heels weighed in, skirt measured hair trim. Locked in closets, eating folks don't dare cry. Tell his lies. Shut down the crazy box inside. I used to have intelligence. Now I accept my ignorance. Muscles always in pain. I must not win. Puppet master in control holds my every string. An empty shell don't make a thing. The master in eats my dreams. People see me alive, but I have to admit I was dead inside. Went off to school despite the rules. The fights were cruel. I ran away from the insane and changed my address and my name. Trying to reconstruct the dead inside this broken home. Trying to stay alive. Today I rewrite one more page without a fight in pain. Wow. Wow. wow <laughs> Anybody want to go, you know, comment on this? Yes. Yes, please. So, go ahead. <laughs> hey, PC. This is really, the way you read it, just, and the emotion you put in there, so fast, because it makes you, when you, were, when you live with a narcissist, I, I, I had the same experience, kind of similar experience, 
and make you anxious and make you don't know what to do. Like, as you said, I used, I used to have intelligence, now I accept my ignorance. It's just really sad how can someone, when manipulating your brain and manipulating you, you can just, uh, you feel dead inside because you can't, um, you can't see it. You can, uh, and you blame probably yourself. Uh, I ran away from the insane, changed my address and my name. Um, trying to stay alive today to write one more page without a fight. Wow. It's really moving. And it, it, I'm sure a lot of lot people will associate uh, with this poem. Kind of, I kind of can't even find that my words. That <laughs> Great comment there. I didn't, yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, Thank you. Rick. Oh, my pleasure. You, you, you know, CP, I, I, I kind of hate you because you started rapping this and it, it's so unexpected. <laughs> I like it. You were like halfway into it before I realized that you were, I, I, oh, wait, I should be listening to the words. I, I mean, you, you totally, totally blew me away when you started. I was like, what? Sleepy's rapping. And by the time I came, came to my senses, you were half done with it. But I mean, it, it was it was it was amazing, which is why I hate you, because, you know, I, I can't do that for shit. Um, and and you did you did a fantastic job. Um, you did you did an amazing job. You really did. Um, I mean, the the subject matter is, is perfect for a rap. Um, you know, it, it, it's it's poignant. It, it, it's it's on point. I mean, wow. The, you you did an amazing job with that. I I, I mean, you you totally totally floored me. You really did. Maybe she's got a new uh, career ahead of her. <laughs> I agree. She's a bit of a, it was a Yeah, chameleon. Definitely. But I loved seeing this side of uh I've seen Sweepy's writing like uh shared on the radio one time before this. Totally a different take on something else. So this was very cool. And I was with Rack right away at the title. I loved it. The yeah. the way it um had the internal rhyme with the narcissist and yeah, that was great. Um, Wayne, did you did you happen to hear yes, I heard Sweet Peas' piece? What did you think, I Wayne? I thought I said, uh, yeah, can you hear me? I, I yeah, said, yes, I, I sir. Said, uh, yeah, I said, give him hell, Sweet. You, 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 have, uh, you, have, you have intelligence, and narcissism is not all that bad. And all I think about is me. Just joking. Something a narcissist would say, Wayne. He said, I love it. Like, he said a lot. He said a lot. This sort of right. I'm glad you got away from the insane, and I'm and you're one hell of a poet. That's all I can say. Good job, sweet. Thanks, Byron. Thanks, Wayne. Thanks, Wayne. Um, Lizzie. Oh uh, yeah, no, this was a a fantastic piece. Um, sweet. I I I have to agree with Sal. The the speed that you read it in <clears throat> had that that um, sense of anxiety behind it, like when somebody is just. Rambling as as you know because they're so worked up and so nervous in their you know in their mind and and I loved that that aspect of it because you really like put us in that spot and you always write the most amazing so this was different than I'm used from you you know usually you're, the, <laughs> you're like you know the queen of darkness kind of thing so this was different but I loved it <laughs> I think this was really uh, it was <laughs> it was really it no was one really, died it was huh. No one died. Yeah, yeah. I know. Sometimes we can't kill everybody. I know. Unfortunately, sometimes. 
That doesn't mean she's not going to come back and, and make up for it, though. <laughs> She'll kill ten people this time instead of five. <laughs> she's taking the Um. All right. I'm, we're going to move along here. I'm going to pick a piece that's going to require a reader. So let's see. Papa Terminus needed a reader, so I'm going to choose you, Raz, to read for me. Is that okay? It would be much obliged. Yeah, uh, honor as to Papa Terminus, I heard the myth. This man actually more or less started the beginnings and roots of LCN, so we're all proud that he's back on board with family. And uh, Definitely. Yeah, he's been in the shadows for a while. I heard from others that their first shot here was uh, Papa Terminus, the earliest uh, member they remember from the site. He's a kind of myth. Here's uh, his right. It's called Dear Poet by Papa Terminus. Dear Poet. As we trudge down gravel roads, my heart shudders and skips a beat. The scavengers soar over desolate streets, but still the city, it never sleeps. I hear the soft music lifting from cemeteries as I kiss death's hand, like a gentleman greeting a lady dressed in saffron as the wind moans like a banshee song. Poet, I struggle with prose at times as I confide and see my secret desire to one day expire to face my own fate. Be it outside St. Peter's Gate or falling into a pit of fire. Poet, I must express your influence. It drips like brandy in my poems. And I, too, have this love affair with the dark. A foreboding flood forth from my brain. As we amble over busy sidewalks, you read my thoughts, signing your name. Across the high walls of the fortress, which I build around my heart. My heart, poet, wasn't always dark, but it became hardened over time. With every heartache, it's been dead for years, much like your own poet. I've been dead for years, and I don't even know it. Perhaps I'm being overly dramatic. My voice is through these poems I pen. Many influences in my work. A poet, none more decisive than your gothic darkness. As the moon rises over your grave, poet, do you ever have any regrets? I hear winds blow from the south as I trudge down the gravel road alone. And Thank you, Rev. Thank you, Papa Terminus. Welcome back. Boo. You want to comment on this? Last? Okay. How about Rack? <laughs> Second to last. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just don't Rev, you read it, man. You go. Yeah, it's definitely a deep right, and this shows the kind of uh, history someone who's a mentor has with other poets, and it's very hard to describe in so many words why so many of these verses really are like on dying or losing one's heart, but uh, that darkness he describes as gothic, it's been often mentioned in some of the rights recently, and that's a whole other turn when it comes to postmodernism. Why I think it's appropriate for tonight's prompt 
anti-poetry. When you focus too much on the darkness, then you're losing a bit of light of reasoning with the verse. Indeed. That was a great great response and valid truth. Uh, I feel it in this, too. A great piece and totally with the pomp of the tonight's air. Um, Lizzie, what would you think? Sorry, I was on mute. Um, yeah, I was just uh, leaving him a comment. This was really an amazing um, piece. I like the fact that um, it's like a conversation with Edgar Allan Poe. Um, and uh, the, the fact that Poe was so fascinated with death and it was captured in everything that he that he wrote, um, I, I think he did an amazing job capturing that whole gothic feel and like if you were having a conversation with this amazing poet. Um, I, I really like the poet, I must express your influence. It drips like brandy in my poems and I have this love affair with the dark, all foreboding floods forth from my brain. Love it. Um, you know, as a person who likes to write dark, that's like like the perfect... Um, <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> so, yeah, this definitely, you know, this was definitely an awesome write. I really, you know, kudos because this was an awesome write. <clears throat> I agree. Definitely. Uh, to, we got Silk on the line, I think. Talk. Nine three seven. That's Silk. Hey everybody. Yeah. Hey Silk. So did you happen to catch a Papa Termos's read? I didn't. And, uh, I'm feeling bad. I miss everybody's. I miss. I miss Papa. I miss, I miss Sweet. Damn. Just trying to call in, but I could as soon as I could. Okay, it's all good, man. Uh, Sweet, since you're still here, do you want to comment on Papa's? Oh wow! I I miss. Um, well, there's the, um, the conversation between him and um, Poe is incredibly right. It's witty. It's just um, incredible. I, I'm almost lost for words because, A, I'm extremely jealous. I didn't write it. There's so many great lines in here. Um, perhaps I'm being overly dramatic. My voice is even pulled by pen. Many influences in my work, but poets. None more tedious, just decisive, and plastic darkness. I mean, how, just what a great mind kind of come into this and, and speaking back and forth and, and giving him praise, and, and yet you have your own dead heart, your dead life, and, and just having that, that conversation, how you influence me, that you have your own kind of internal sadness and your thoughts of yourself throughout this whole time. I thought it was just brilliant. Agreed. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I would love to comment. Thank you. I really like Papa Thomas Wright. He he just put so much emotion. The idea of writing, I love all the comments before me, that he writing to Poe because he understands him. He's a poet of darkness, and he will hear him and understand him. Uh, it's just incredible, even though the reality he wants, but that's, that's the feeling it gives you. And then he, he goes, talk about his heart a lot. Remind me of Blade poem when she said her heart was hardened. You can see the pain, how life hardened his, his heart. Uh, it's like a journey walking. He's not really like sitting there, he's walking on the gravel road, 
and um, mm-hmm. he finds himself alone at the end. Down the, I, I, I trudge down the gravel road alone. It's a, like um, mm-hmm. you can feel the loneliness and the pain that he has. Yeah, they're a really amazing poem. That moved me deeply. So second to last, Rex. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, he, he he kind of left me a little speechless too because I, I'm thinking if you know if I were to, to try to write like this, you know, I'd go all fanboy because you know I'm a Poe fan too. So it would be hard for me to, to put it into words. And um, the line that he mentions about um, you know like like brandy. Um, you know the the idea of, of savoring that sip of brand that 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 um uh that ritual that some writers have you know with, with drinking when they complete something or just you know the idea of just after dinner the after dinner drink and, and kicking back and having that snifter of brandy and relaxing um you know it that ties in really really well um but I mean the the whole poem overall is a wonderful tribute to Pope as a writer and and um you know, a, a great uh, piece for his own catalog to, to call his own. He did an amazing job with it. I agree. I agree. That darkness is intoxicating, and it definitely is like those long, deep sips of your favorite alcohol, as long as it's a sipping kind, I suppose. <laughs> And you want to take those, and you want, and you want to take, you want, you want to take that drink in like that. So, uh, Boo, did you want to comment? Yeah, I, well, I agree with everybody else. I mean, he writes the darkness uh, so well, and I think the idea of a conversation with Poe is so cool. Um, poet, I must express your influence. It looks like brandy in my poems. The whole thing is great. Every line, every word is really really good. pulls you in. It blew me it blew me away too because uh, I wouldn't have, I don't think I would have come up with this uh, concept. Um, it reads great and it's sort of like a gentleman greeting a lady of death in the most polite way kind of. And it was very well written. All right. I definitely. It was uh, quite elegant. And I, I appreciate your perspective on it. I, I like that uh, the lady of death, like he's talking to the lady of death or darkness. Interesting. That's so cool. I'm not talking about Lizzie. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she got her pom poms tonight, but maybe they're uh, maybe they're black pom poms. All right. So, um, so we're gonna have you do your piece next. Would you mind uh, posting it in the chat so that we could read along with oh. your amazing dramatic read? Are you prepared? Oh, I got it. I was going to try to hey, hop Adam. up and go outside, but I guess I could do it in here. Hold Adam, on did, one second. Did, did, did Wayne bring one? He might disconnect because of his uh, situation where he is. Oh, yeah. 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 Wayne, yeah. That's fun. I'm not in a big rush, Wayne. Wayne. It's fun. I'm going to comment on Paul's poems. I'm going to comment I would have commented for, for Papa. I said, it seems like you and Poe had quite a deep conversation. It's nice to hear you on broad radio again. Uh, your, your best, the best line in the poem I thought was, many influences in my work, but Poet, none more decisive than your Gothic darkness. 
and you don't have to worry about your poetry, uh, Papa. You're on top of the hill. You might get lonely up there, but you are the man. And tell Poe I said hi. Great job. <laughs> oh, Wayne. So that's that's so. I'm sure he's like, yeah, he's already like giddy and overcome with everybody's gracious comments. And <laughs> tell Pope we yeah, say hi. I like Pope we say hi for real. cool. So Wayne, you're reading uh, Train Trip to Christmas Resort. Is that the piece you want to share? I just pulled well, it up. I just pulled that up and put it on. I'm not worried about reading or anything, but I'll, I'll read it. Uh, let me get over to yeah. Let me read it. Please, right. please. Okay, you got to read it to us, Wayne. Well, I'm not. I'm not trying to get to it. <laughs> Read to yourself, Marie. It's okay. We're not inside your head. Yeah. It's called a train trip to Christmas Resort. It's a little alliteration I did. Here it goes like this. Traveling turquoise torch train tickles track. Ambassador announces alloy lumen rig drack. Front fireman speeds forging fire with fuel. Skipper shouts crew commands from stool. Whipping wind whispers worn weathered word. Horsemen puppeteer past your people, politely heard. R- raging rectangular dwelling, rise, raise, round rail. Honeydew hang, haze hangs on hollow homes and hillside trail. Two ticketed teachers train tomorrow's today. Gaze against guards, giant jewelry getaway. Metallic muscle machinery arrives their resort rooms, bringing bar, buffet, brandy bottle, and burgundy bouquet blossoms. In. Wow. I love that. This was fun. <clears throat> what a tongue twister. Uh, Rack, since you are me. Yeah, Rack. <laughs> yes, yeah, sure. Rack, come on then. No problem, no problem. Wayne, Wayne man, with the alliteration. Uh, it's got it's got to be hard reading it at, at uh, the, the speed of a, a speeding train. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It is. <laughs> but, that, that, that's normally the way Wayne. You know, I think of Wayne. You know, when he, the way he reads, almost like like a machine gun sometimes. Um, and uh, I, 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 it, it's part of uh, part of what you know. I, I, I guess uh, just the way the way you tend to read. But um, you know, it, it's it's more the content of what you put into it <clears throat> that stands out more than anything because. You get very um, reflective and introspective, and um, in, in this case, nostalgic. And, and it, was, it was it was wonderful. Um, and, and, and like CP likes to say, it's going to be quoting her all night. Nobody died. So. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 was, I was waiting for someone to be tied to the train tracks. You know, Wayne. How much you next week? Oh. Well, sweet, since we still have you, I'm going to come to you again. Oh, I love this. I love Wayne, you know. I think he could like, you know, the cat's going in the sandbox and covering it up and maybe ate it or something. I'd be like, oh, Wayne, you're the greatest. But um, I, I love his alliteration, you know. I don't think that I could probably say half of what he says, but he does like to twist his tongue up quite a bit. And... Um, offer it to the ladies, but um, this one doesn't say that in it either. So metallic metallic mus- muscle machinery arrives in what room? Green bar 
Marg Bucket, Brandy Bottle, Burgundy Bouquet, Blossom. I just think it's so beautiful um, when you talk about his little train. And um, I want to jump on the train with you, Wayne. Is it going to Wonderland? Oh. <laughs> We're not talking about Wonderland tonight, no. No. <laughs> Maybe a snow piercer. What do you think of this? Yeah. Definitely, it does have an element of horror again. And that in of itself is anti poetry, like the previous writer had suggested. And so uh, here there's sort of a plot from Bentley Little's The Burning, in which uh, phantom ghost trains go on haunting old railroad tracks in the United States of America. And uh, that symbol of itself is a ghost story. You know, it's not supposed to be classic poetry, but uh, one of uh, relations of how you have America haunted. And uh, I like that coming from this writer. And uh, there's also the mentioning of the brandy bottle. So I guess Rack was right. You have to use a little bit of smell. <laughs> Perfect job. Perfect job to describe it. Um, so, would you like to comment on this? On Wayne's piece, so. I think he might be getting a drink, too. It's yeah. an inspired night. Yeah, I was trying to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's a super mute button. No, it's got to be always on mute. It's like autopilot. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I totally dug this whole piece, but I always, I always dig your writing too, Wayne, because uh, you you always have your unique style here. And um, well, I really love your metal stanzas the most. The whipping wind whispers, warm weathered word, porcelain puppeteer passengers, pol- people politely heard, raging rectangular dwelling rides, raised round rail, honeydew haze hangs on hollow homes and hillside trail. I like the way it rolled off your tongue and uh, all that alliteration you had all the way through the whole piece was uh Fantastic too. I throw a little alliteration in now and then, but uh, you just like alliteration the entire <laughs> poem, and that was awesome. I thought, and you, and you made it work too. I mean, it's hard, it's hard to do that too to put that many same uh, letter words together and have it actually come out good. So, uh, great job on that. I really enjoyed it. Thank you, Phil. Appreciate it, Phil. Glad to be back. Anytime. Yeah, I'm. I'm in agreement, Wayne. You. you you really did a good job with the alliteration, not only in the letter, but the sounds too, the sound alliteration aspect as well. And you chose very well your words for telling of the, <laughs> the weaving of the tale with your alliteration. And hearing, mm-hmm. you know, so you, it was very, and I loved uh, a lot of the comments about the, the kind of hidden meaning in this and the nostalgia aspect and the ghosts of a, of a dead thing, you know, in that sense, it almost is definitely yeah. against the grain of common writing. So it was, uh, thank you I for, did. you know, bringing this, uh, I to my it. show, man. Oh, oh anytime, Wayne. I, I love it, Wayne. I love you. I love your writing. And glad I'm glad to have you I mean, part yeah, of this. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for your comments. All right. So we're going to move along. Silk, do you have your piece ready? I hope it's a. I hope it's part three of your flash fiction, man. I'm dying to hear it. 
Yeah, if I can get off mute here and get back to the the board, I'm grabbing it right now. Actually, uh, I had it and then it it uh I lost it on the copy paste messed up somehow because I almost pasted off a role play reply I was doing earlier to somebody. Okay, there we go. That would have been interesting. Oh, it was nothing like naughty. It was uh, oh, okay. and, uh <laughs> drinking wine while uh. Saddling his horse is about all you would have seen, but uh, so, yeah, <laughs> posting it right now. And uh, okay, this stuff? one, yeah, this one's part three. Since uh, I know, uh, I know Adam liked my my cyberpunk thing a lot, and uh, and this is definitely I think anti poetry because it's more like a a crazy story than a poem. But uh, here we go, blood and masquerades. We got a job, UN. Her voice slid across my ear as I sipped on high shelf jack and a voice that could teach the serpent of Eden the deepened meaning of sun. You know I'm always up for a bit of foreplay, Manchuri, I replied as I turned, following her to the door, watching the sway of her hips. The way her ass looked in skin-tight hyperweave stealth combat armor got me hot as August in Las Vegas before the dome went up. She wears the shadows of the city like a cheap cocktail dress. Rides it hard and throws it away. Torn, battered, and soiled if it pisses her off, and violence always gets her wet. She said, regrets are for the dead, just before she sliced into security like a priestess of technomancy, thoughts laced in the nano-mech mesh of our own private data slipstream. My God, she was hell. Dark art and darker poetry. A goddess cast in metal and flash silicon and wet wire dreams. No back alley butcher shop augments. A cutting edge cybernetic filigree. Shit, it's a setup, she growled. Though her eyes had that bloodlust gleam as she unslung her weapon from her back and stroked her dragon's barrel. As if it were a lover. Perhaps it was. It breathes fire and has a nasty hiss as it belts out 300 armor-piercing rounds a minute, not to mention its little eggs. Good. I was getting bored with all this sneaking, was all I could say. Before, we were hurled balls of the bone deep into a rush-riot clusterfuck of elite guards yelling, Get on your... Cut off by the roar of her angry dragon, the far wall detonating under the screaming wail of a seance rocket-propelled grenade... Molten hot shrapnel spraying as I rolled for cover. Twin automatic soothsayer handguns unleashing a hailstorm of metal-shredding death. I caught her eyes across the bullet-ridden malaise, and I could tell that she was hot, laughing as she fired full auto from the hip, then let rip hellish blaze of ignited chem fuel that made napalm look like kitty play. Soothsayers clicking empty, I flipped the switch to my displacer field. Feeling the surge of implanted designer battle drug cocktails dump and wail through my veins as I went in close for the bloody pleasures of the melee. We met blade to blade on the dance floor of a carnage-soaked masquerade, and by the way she licked the crimson from her lips, I could tell she wanted a more carnal soiree. She pulled a cigarette from a jewel-encrusted case, now give me a fucking light and get that holodeck. I'm in the need of a smoke and a good lay. I flashed a devilish grin as my zippo flipped a flame. Good. This wolf wants to play. Okay. Oh, boy. 
Holla. <laughs> Boo. Oh, I knew you'd call me first. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is uh, hot, sexy, I mean, poetic. I love the storytelling. I love the way you read it. It does remind me of like a noir sort of uh, film or book or I don't <laughs> know what, but it was uh, really good, really interesting. I wanted to know more. Um, I love every line. I love bones, <laughs> balls to the bone. Uh we all need a good lay from time to time. The whole thing is just like, whoa, I want more, Silky. Uh, good, good stuff. Nailed it. Well, thank you. Thank you, Bill. Absolutely. Um, uh, Lizzie. Yeah, no, this is amazing storytelling. I, I really got into it. It was seductive as hell. It It was... Definitely enough to get you know the steam boiling in your in your veins. Um, <laughs> it had that whole action-packed movie kind of feel to it. Like this was just an amazing, amazing piece. <clears throat> oh yeah. Well, thank you, Lizzie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you are welcome. And we're gonna come to Sella. You want to speak on this? I, th- I think what everyone has said, really, I've said the same thing, like Boo watching the scene of a movie as if he's caught in the middle of the, this action. Um, I don't know if I want the action. <laughs> it's totally uh, seductive action. <laughs> There's going to be action, though. <laughs> <Those> action. <laughs> so, storytelling. Your storytelling is, is amazing. You just like keep, keep uh, rolling, rolling, rolling. You really have this gift of storytelling. Well done. Absolutely. Oh, thank um, you, so My pleasure. Sweet. Ooh. Well, <laughs> you're famous for this before. I believe there's a wall. I shall meet you. Absolutely. So productive and so cool of yourself, huh? I can hear. Sweet. I said you yes, yeah, yeah, you didn't quite touch it. <laughs> I, I, I can, can say, hear you. Silk, so, so, you and I have played in the city of sin before. I've been mm-hmm. in the wall. <laughs> but I told you it's so hard. Yeah, I've been in the wall. Yes. Um, Might have we'll to do a part two or part three, you know, I think, sometime. Uh, well, I don't know. We haven't been to the wall in a while. But um, when the wolf <clears> plays, <throat> you know I play with him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A lot of inside track here. Looking I'm awesome. not quite sure what's going on, but it's it's kind of steamy, <laughs> and I'm interested to know. <laughs> Let me play a part in this. I'll definitely be a footstool if I can. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Wayne, Wayne, did you happen to catch Silk's read? Yeah. Oh, yes. I said, damn, Silk, I fell in love with this babe. A hailstorm, a metal setting death. That's what I'm talking about. Give me some napalm. This bitch rocks. I, I do you love it. I have to go. I have to, I have to go because, I'm, I'm, because I've been cut off by the roar of the angry dragon. Come here, baby. I got to love this one. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I so. Silk, I think you got yeah. another oh, fan, man. <laughs> Well, <laughs> catch, a, oh, catch a storm. 
Sophie got a line. Sophie got a line. <laughs> century. Any, anybody? Uh, I'm gonna move on unless anybody yeah, really, else really wants to. I have to go in twenty minutes. Yeah, I have to go in like literally twenty minutes. I have to leave. Like, yes. go say bye. So, <laughs> that was Please. great cyberpunk fiction. You have to thank have you your own well, thank you. at Barnes and Nobles. <laughs> I've been trying to work it out more and do more like story stuff, so I appreciate it. Good night, everybody. Good night, sweet. You can do Salwa next. Oh, good night, sweet. Yeah, I already am. I'm on it. I was asking if anybody else wanted to comment, but so I'll we'll be waiting later. <laughs> no, 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 no. I misunderstood. I thought you were saying who's going to go next. I really, that's what I heard. No, no. No, but I see that you have a time frame, so I should actually keep updating like the question, like, hey, who's Clock is running I know low, that's what I thought so you I can... were asking. I thought that's what yeah, you were I understand. asking. I'm so sorry. So <laughs> yours on the board. Go ahead and read, Selva. Thank you. Give me one second. Um, sorry, need to need to refresh. Where is it? Step okay, over the go. angry dragon. Okay. <laughs> um, whoopsie. What did I do? Here we go. When the night, I, I don't know, mine is on poetry or not, but we shall see. When the night falls from the sky, quand la nuit tombe du ciel, quand la nuit tombe du ciel et quand l'homme aime une femme, mais elle a peur d'aimer à nouveau et ressent de la tristesse dans ses yeux. Il laisse ses larmes couler dans son cœur. Une fois seul, il pleure. Il murmure avec douceur. Tu me laisses te connaître au fond de toi. Tu me laisses te montrer ce que l'amour pur. Et quand un homme aime une femme, Il sait qui est-elle, il rêve de son sourire, il murmure avec douceur, je ne te demanderai jamais de changer, je me tiendrai à tes côtés, il a hâte de la tenir dans ses bras, lui dire, tu l'amour de ma vie, quelque chose dans ton sourire, où j'y vais, quand la nuit tombe du ciel, il désire qu'être avec elle, tout tendrement. In the night falls from the sky, when a man loves a woman, but she's afraid to love again. He feels sadness inside her eyes. He lets her tears flow in his heart, and when alone he cries, he whispers softly, if you let me inside of you, if you let me show you what true love is. When a man loves a woman, he knows who is she. He dreams of her smile. He whispers softly in her ear, I will never ask you to change. I will stand by you. He can't wait to hold her in his arms and tell her you are the love of my life. Something about your smile wherever I go. When, when the night falls from the sky, he yearns for her tenderly, deep, deep inside, and the storm. Thank you, Sarah. That's awesome. Rex. Rex on day. I'm here. <laughs> what do you think of Sella's wow. uh, oh. Um Sorry. No, it's okay. Oh. You okay? Maybe go over the description and go back. Should I go to yeah. someone else rec while you get yourself together yeah. or yeah. Okay. Sorry. yeah, please. Okay, no problem, man. So yeah, I was uh, 
I always love uh, solids, right, here, especially in, in I love, I've been getting used to your French. You're always, uh, yeah, just messing me all up. But uh, I love the, um, I love the sentimentality and the, uh, the, um, it's had a deep uh, feeling of um, being hurt and then trying to find love again, but being scared of that because I think anybody who has been in love and hurt a couple times is, uh, could definitely relate to that. And, um, to me, uh, I like down here, you're kind of saying uh, where you said, and when a man loves a woman, he knows who she is. He dreams of her smile. He whispers softly in her ears, I will never ask you to change. I'll stand by you. He can't wait to hold her in his arms. And uh, that's true. And, you know, when you're in love with a woman, you just want to have your arms around her all the time. Uh, at least for me, anyway, I'm uh, I'm kind of uh, yeah. affectionate partner, I guess. But I always want my, my hands or my arms around my partner, you know. And... Uh, so I totally get that. I really love it. Very beautiful piece. Thank you so much. Thank you. Rack, did you want to come back to this? Are you ready? Prepared? I'm, uh, yeah, no, I'm good. Um, I mean, I, I, I enjoyed it a lot, Sal. Um, there, there's something to be said about um, approaching someone almost like um, a wild animal in a sense, you know, uh, otherwise you're going to scare them away. Um, that, that, that feeling of... Um, acknowledging what what it is that they went through without you know actually saying anything about it it's just the the, the right way to treat someone um delicately and 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 tenderly um and and you you, you encompass that and and uh and, and and highlight the tenderness that that's kind of needed to, to to be in 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 a relationship with someone that that's been through a lot of, a lot you know as most of us have in our lives especially as we get older a little more mileage, a little, a little more wear and tear in the road. <laughs> but, <laughs> thank, th- thank you. It's actually you. quite a beautiful sentiment. I, I, I love that too. That's so true. You know, as we wear thinner, get more, become more weathered through time, and to be treated a little bit more patiently and delicately is, it's a necessity. It's a, it's a necessary thing because. Our past traumas can narrow our vision mm-hmm. of how we perceive others. And sometimes we need someone to approach us or we approach others, keeping that in mind that they've already been through things that it, they may not even be you. You know, it may not be that you're affecting them yeah. that way. It's just their past trauma. It comes out and they might, yeah, and it's, it's, delicate, it's a delicate thing sometimes, the back and forth and the dance, you know, to try to get to know somebody or, hope to love them or them love you and it's a delicate thing and I think she captured it well thank you uh, Wayne Wayne did you happen to catch Owen's piece here yes, yes I did yes I did I said man this is lovely you did a wonderful job of telling how it feels to be in love my whole body was starting to crawl with that with chill bumps uh, you, you should have said well it is the truth there's every woman you have to know her inside and out I can't, I can't wait to sit alone at night and cry again great job <laughs> 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 oh, Wayne. Thank you, Wayne, for that wonderfully insightful comment <laughs> and empathetic. <laughs> yeah, she just, it's heartbreaking, isn't it? I think I'll be huddled under the covers in my own world of crushing. <laughs> I, I feel you. <laughs> uh, we, uh, we'll probably move on if any, unless anybody else wanted to comment on this. Raz or Lizzie? You want me to Boo. speak my piece? 
I I think uh, Stala really nailed it on the edge. When a man needs a woman, he feels it from deep inside. Some of these passages, how his own emotions become the depression that goes on in the heart, are definitely deep. It's uh, one that I, I would see in a connection that has a long-lasting relationship value. Thank you so much, Rod. Thanks, Raz, for that your insight on that. Um, Boo, go ahead. Yeah, I think this is beautiful, and this is pretty much the definition of, of love. When someone knows you well enough, you say, if you let me inside of you, if you let me show you what true love is, it's hard to let the walls down and let someone in, like Rack said. You know, the older mm-hmm. you get, the more dating you get, the more damage you've been. Uh, harder to let people in. And then the key there is, I will stand by you because anybody can walk away. It takes a real man to stick around and make it work. Mm-hmm. And anyone deserves it, and you do. Uh, thank you, Boo. Thank you, Boo. It's good to hear that side of things for sure. Lizzie? Yeah, I, I remember hearing this um, poem before and. It, it's always, you know, it always hits me because people, like everybody was saying, when when you've been hurt and you have that trauma, you tend to be fearful and you push people away. <clears throat> and it's not that you want to push them away. It's just that fear of ever being hurt again that you'd rather put those walls mm-hmm. up and, you know, it's to, you know, keep six feet apart because, you know, that, that's the safest oh. zone for everybody. You know what I mean? And, yeah, <laughs> um, and so, you know, and so it really does touch on that. And, and yes, like Boo said, it takes a real man to, to, to stand by you and to deal with the craziness that's going to come out of you when, you know, you're pushing away, but at the same time, I'm pulling you close, you know what I mean? It's craziness. Oh, yes, yes, no. It's I want no. you, but I don't want you. you know what I mean? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Wait, where are you leaving? You know what I mean? So, yes. Okay. 
I, 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 I could be completely wrong, and I'm going to ask the question, but this, because I know how Boo is, she writes a lot about pharmaceutical companies and how they screw you over on a constant basis. And this gives me the feeling that this has to do more with um, being left out in the cold in the sense that, you know, there are there is a drug that we're all very familiar with that can help <laughs> us all with our depression and our anxiety and everything else. And the government wants to say, oh, no, no, it's not good for you. It's, it's, it's just as bad as heroin, which it's not. That's what I'm getting at. It's like this has to do with, yeah, we're all left in the cold because we're being forced to take serotonin and all this bullshit that isn't going to mm-hmm. be crap for you, okay, except probably wreck your liver and freaking shoot your freaking kidneys to shit. But, you know, the one thing that would cure us all, they put in the drinking water, the world would be a happier place. They refuse to give it to us. <laughs> so that's what. <laughs> yeah, would you? You know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, a couple of drops of a shit into the drinking water, we'd all be a very happy world. <laughs> that reminds me of a, that reminds me of a, a, a dangerous game. Uh, it's a short story by Stephen King. It's in his, uh, uh, the, a brother is a scientist. Actually, puts like something in the water to calm people down in uh, Waco, Texas, and it has a dramatic negative mess. side effect. The end of the whole mess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, though, so uh, Sawa, you want to yes. speak on this? Yes, I agree. I really, I was confused when you said heartbroken because I saw that too from the beginning. As you said, we're standing outside in a cold, blistering wind for a quick pool of smoke and the chemicals within. Uh, and also your divine, your experience, you talk about your experience as a nurse, where you said it there, uh, can yeah. I remember, right? You talk about her experience, didn't you? Yeah. Boo? Yeah. yeah. I know from experience mm-hmm. that it has to be divine. I could not exist if the sun could not shine. I mean, it can be read different ways, but I don't know why my, my mind took me like Lizzie about, because you, you see what? that you treat people who have, um, who are addicted to drugs, so you, you really have first experience with this um, mm-hmm. and I, I, I love this kind of ride because it's, um, it's it, you, you take yourself outside and you see the um, like empathy for for people have you, you don't want to see them going through this because you you treat them so you don't want to see other people going through this whatever the <clears> kind <throat> of drug doesn't have to be alcohol or or uh, you know or um, mm-hmm. as you said it could be worse than that Really well done, Boo. That's very um, honorable, right? I like it very much. Thank you, Sawa. My pleasure. Thank you, so for that insight. Uh, well, Silk. Yeah, that's a great piece, and uh, I, I like the, I like how to kind of put a message into this too. It was, uh, it is true. Um, well, well, I think some people pharmaceuticals work very well for. I think a lot of people, it's very overprescribed. And um, mm-hmm. at least uh, for a lot of people, because I know doctors, uh, I'm pretty sure I've heard that doctors get like kickbacks for pushing uh, these pharmaceuticals yep. yes, on people from the pharmaceutical yep. companies Crazy. and stuff yep. like that. And uh, and I I've also I've been uh, I mean some people really need uh, these medications though too. But uh, but yeah. in my experience, I've been to a lot of places with uh, a few issues I have, and and they always want to push you on, even they want to push you on some horrible right away, like an antipsychotic or. Right away, uh, like, yeah. I, yeah, yes. I saw a doctor and I told him, "Hey, I'm I'm having anxiety issues. Is there anything you can get me that that I asked him like can they'll just kind of like help me get over the hump of getting you know myself back in immersion therapy to where I'm good again?" And he put me on Seroquel. I'm like, 
I'm like, dude, I asked you for something mild, not like a brain-killing drug. I mean, terrible is good for sleeping, but that shit knocks you out. Incoherent for like, uh, And that's hard to get off. Yeah, that stuff will knock you out for like 20 hours. But, uh, yep. And yeah, they have other things. But no, no, no. I I, I agree with um, what people are saying about weed, too. But uh, I thought it was a great piece. It definitely is. There's a lot here, a lot more than meets the eye. It covers a lot of layers. There's a lot going on here in this piece. I loved it. And a lot of the um, out of bounds kind of. Uh, imagery too. There's some wild imagery. Very beautiful, beautiful and dark. I love it. So, Rack, do you want to speak on this? Well, I, I think the key word that you just said was was layers. And and when when you drill down to something specific, um, you're going to get a very narrow interpretation of what you've written. But when you kind of dr- um, pull pull the camera back a little bit and focus on something a little more general, like she did. Um, about the relationship with the drug instead of, you know, mentioning it specifically and hammering home, you know, something very specific. She wrote about it in a slightly more general term so that you can interpret it about the rela- uh, relationship in general, a relationship with the drug or a relationship with another person, and you can interpret it in, in, in either way, which makes it um, much, much more layered, like, like you mentioned. So um, by, by doing that, you know, she, she opened up the piece to, to um, a lot more views and, and a lot more ideas is and people are going to you know pull different things from it but um you know she she may have been thinking about the pharmaceutical company but if someone goes into it thinking about you know a relationship with another person (laughs) you can still interpret it that way and it would still apply making it a very beautiful piece i felt oh wayne okay wayne we'll let you comment on this and then we're going to yeah. We're gonna move yeah, forward this after your This is this is a wonderful poem. It's deep in a lot of different directions, but I think I had a double dose of what's they're feeding us. And uh, and uh, <laughs> if, I had, if I had a penny from the dead brain cell I had, I'd be rich right now. Doctors suck. They get they get an average of uh two hundred thousand dollars a year in kickbacks from the drug industry. Every one of them gets about two thousand dollars, two hundred thousand dollars a year. So uh, what I need is a new drug. Great job, Bob. Newfangled tooth. I hear you. Thank All you, right, man. we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have Miss Blade go ahead and read her piece now for us. It's on the board. I thought Lizzie was gonna go, and then Dave to... has to go. Oh, all right. Sorry. Okay, so just hold on. I didn't know Lizzie <laughs> had to go, so let me try to go get that. That's all right. You can let Blade go. I go. You can let Blade go. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's fine. Go ahead, let Blade go. Do you got time, Liz? Yeah, I, I'm. I'm good. I, you know, I'm. I'm good. Let Blade go. You already have her on the board, so it's not a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> just trying to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to juggle. Trying to juggle no, and balance. No, that's fine. Go ahead. I know. Yeah, I, I hey, I did. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> I go ahead and there. Remember, we're good. <laughs> All right, so Blade, you have the floor, dear. You're doing great, Adam. This is titled Breathing Underwater. I used to love swimming. I would slide underwater and let the waves wash away my hesitation. I would float down rivers until I reached the end of myself and dive into chlorinated two blue pools that burned away my pain, 
always remembering a sign over the outdoor pool where I grew up. Welcome to our ool. Notice there's no pee in it. Let's keep it that way. I would sit six feet underwater until my lungs ached for oxygen, and I wished that I could breathe under ocean. I wonder, do mermaids ever wish to walk on land and feel hot and cold sand squish between their toes? Maybe I just take my feet for granted, but I wanted so desperately to never leave the water. I don't remember how old I was when I first started to cry. Not those childish temper tantrum type tears that bled for attention. No, these were never ending aches for something other than whatever it was I felt. I crowded out all of the water I had absorbed over the years of underwater escapades and I sobbed until my chest was numb and swollen and I couldn't breathe. I cried until my body started to shrivel and I wasn't sure how my body could hold any more liquid other than blood and then I tried to cry that out too. I exhausted my eyes and pushed out my pain so I could swim in something other than tears. And I breathed out my life breath so my memories could live in my surroundings. Maybe then I could finally be immortal, live on in the hope of better things to come. And peace. Mm-hmm. Silk. <laughs> you would make me go first while I'm trying to. That was an awesome piece. That was kind of like a, <laughs> the mic dropper type of piece right here. Um, I totally dug it. Um, I love that little humor you threw in with the the ool. Notice there's no p in it. Let's keep it that way. I like that. That 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 got me a little chuckle. But the the rest of it was uh, it gave some good contrast too. Because a lot of this was really dark, especially with the um. The part about crying out all your tears and not knowing if there was any, how any more could come, and then uh, trying to crowd out the blood too, and then just wanting to feel anything but what you're feeling now. And I, uh, I totally get that feeling. I've had that feeling many times, and uh, totally understand it. And um, just yeah, this is an incredible piece. You read it perfectly. Um, yeah, just amazing. I loved it. Thank you. I agree. I agree. There was a dark and I think that's what kind of helped this kind of be anti is this odd sort of thought that just pops in the middle of a kind of comedic thought and it's kind of interesting because minds work that way we can be in a traumatic tear you know thinking feeling and suddenly oh like hmm. and and then you dive right in and the thing that broke me in this was um, I don't remember when I first cried, and then I started thinking that myself, like, do I remember even when I first felt pain and how devastating, and just, this was powerful and interesting and totally unique, and I, I really loved it, too. Wait. Thank you. Uh, Rack. I, I I enjoyed it very much. Um, the 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 emotions, the the sense of drowning that you evoke when you know sliding under the water. Um, even like like uh, like self mentioned that 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 ooh with no pee. I saw I, I saw that when I was little and it stuck with me as well. It, I was like it wasn't like my first exposure to that kind of humor, but it was like just very memorable 
And, and you know, I, I, I thought it was stupid, but I laughed at it. And that contrast between laughing at it and, and, and thinking it was stupid at the same time was kind of what made it stick with me. Um, and, and that's kind of the thought of, of the pain that you're talking about, too, I think. Um, so it fits perfectly with the rest of the piece. You know, it, it, there's a contrast to that to that pain that you're feeling. And um, <laughs> I won't say it's a beautiful thing, but it's a relatable thing. And, um, yeah, I, I, I can kind of feel it. I know where you're coming from. Thank you, Greg. That was very insightful. Um, Lizzie? I'm sorry. I had to walk away to um, take care of my dog, so I didn't get to hear oh. it. I have to read it afterwards, and I'll leave you a comment. Sorry. Totally understandable. Totally understandable. Boo, would you want to comment on this? Yes, sure. Um, well, every time she reads, it's just, I mean, you never know what you're going to get, and it's full of emotion, and this definitely is, um, sorry, my page is frozen, I'm trying to get back to the other figure, uh, yeah, Sala, can you go, and then I'll go after that, I'm sorry, i got to get my page She back. dropped, she dropped, sorry, I'll go, Wayne. Yes, this is a this is a sad poem of a lady wanting to escape from her reality. Beautifully written and read with a lot of deep emotions. To want a better existence is something we all yearn for, and she brought the topic up perfectly. I, I love you. I love your voice, and I'm willing to escape with you. Great, great job. Love it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Wayne. You want to speak, to Wayne? Yes. Yeah, I found this to be brilliant as. The stage performance piece, breathing underwater, that's suffering from a deep state of depression. Your life becomes nothing more than uh, what it's like through that film lens of tears. And uh, I think the poet takes it here. There was someone who crucially wronged them, why they originally felt depressed in its earliest stages of uh, that sickness. You do feel kind of violated on a very fundamental and primal level. And so while you're drowning, you're wondering who are all these other people that are above the surface just waving at you like they're out of some, uh, you know, alternative rock song. I couldn't say which exactly, but uh, they shouldn't be uh, waving at you. Our Sister Charity, I believe, was the name of the group. That song, uh, Clumsy, you know, why are, are they just watching you while you feel like you're completely folding over with this sickness and uh, don't remember what had caused that original emotional wrong? Thank you, Raz. Yeah. That, Thank that you. Is a, that is, I agree. And a lot of that, for sure, um, that's a good perspective on it. I I didn't even think of think of the idea of being you know drowning and seeing everyone above and wondering why they're just letting you drown. But that's even more crushing. Thank you. I wasn't depressed enough. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, Lizzie, we're gonna have Lizzie, 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 if you're ready to read. Party, Adam. No, no uh, need to be depressed, Adam. It's all good. Uh, anyways, don't mind. 
Adam. Don't mind me? Adam and his. Uh, oh, he boo. You still want to call? I thought you were gonna maybe write one. All right, go ahead, boo. No, no, no. I just gonna say. Um, I don't know if your poetry is always like real or similar <clears throat> or whatever, but it seems like you've been through a lot of shit. And I love the title, "Breathing Underwater." I think that's so clever, but. I mean, I don't remember how old I was when I first started to cry. Those childish temperatures, like you were really cried your heart out. And I cried until my body started to shrivel. And, you know, it takes a long time for your body to shrivel up and, and expand, and that's what it does to the skin. <clears throat> and it's the thickest layer of the skin, so you're wrinkled, you're withered, you're dried out, you're um, just spent kind of, and you're over it, and you're over the abuse. Uh, um, and that's a hard thing to... To admit, um, I breathe until my lungs, um, my memories could live in my surroundings. Uh, this is just like really, really deep and beautiful and powerful. And uh, <coughs> as the way you read it was amazing, but it also feels like it's a little bit hopeful there at the end. So I thought it was very moving, and you did a great job. Thank you so much, Boo. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Lizzie, if you're ready, I'm going to post your link to the board here. Okay. So, so everybody, <coughs> refresh if you got to, because it's on the board. I have to refresh because I don't see. <laughs> <laughs> Lizzie herself has to refresh it. I'll just give them the heads up because it's like, we'll always be like, hey, it's posted to the board. And everyone's like, what? No, it's not. We'll refresh and you'll see it. <laughs> By the time mine refreshes, I could probably be dead. All right, so let's see what he does. Here we go. All right. I love you, Liz. All right, so here we go. <laughs> it pains to be beautiful. Snip, tuck, pull. Beauty's meant to be painful. Injections to plump lips, another to numb the face. Don't worry about a thing that only occurs in a small percent. Look into the screen. Pick who you want to be. Trained surgeons will dice you up. You'll be envied by every woman and become every man's wet dream. Society dictates beauty. And, honey, you don't quite fit the definition. A few hundred thousand dollars buys a perfect pair of tits, remove a rib, and have a guitar shape anyone would want to play. We aim to please fulfill your deepest dreams. Please sign the dotted line, releasing us from all responsibility. What a shame she died so young. But look at those perfect lips and high cheekbones, the most beautiful corpse laying among the rest of the dead. And boom. <laughs> oh, man. Mic drop on that. Boy. Uh, rack, please. <laughs> yeah, rack. <laughs> Cynical much? <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, you know, well, as, as someone who's visually impaired, um, <laughs> my, my, my idea of beauty is probably a little different from uh, some other people's, but um, that doesn't invalidate where you're coming from, and that's the sad part. <laughs> and, uh, you know, um, so, so some people, I guess, uh, miss out because they don't see what's in front of them because they're distracted by what they actually see that's in front of them. So, um it's 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 a it's a powerful message and it's it hits uh close to home in a lot of cases I'm sure. Um <laughs> and uh you know 
you, you, you know, at, at, at the very least, um, I, I've said it before that your writing is beautiful. So you, you can Thanks, you can hang right. on to that more than anything. <laughs> Thank you, Ray. Boo. Those are saying all the crap and all the pressure that women have to go through, and it's like every day. You know, you have to be superwoman, and you have to be hot, and you have to be good-looking, you have to be a mother, and you have to be what, a wife, and all these other things. Um, and the title is perfect. It pains to be beautiful because it's so much work and so much effort sometimes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, don't worry about a thing. Death only occurs in a small percent. Look into the screen and pick who you want to be. And that's what they promise you, you know, fake tits, fake ass. They got fake lashes. I mean, I could all this stuff. Now they even have jeans with, like, the butt in them already. It's just like all false yep. advertising. <laughs> and um, the definition of what women think beautiful is. But if you ask most men, I don't think they would agree with this. I think they like a natural woman, most men. Um, but you bring up all the good points that are so sad, but so true. And it was funny, too. And I, I could tell you had fun right next because I liked your giggle. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I did have fun writing it. <laughs> <laughs> you fill your deepest dreams. Queen sign the dotted line. Listen. <laughs> You, you, you know, you heard the story about the woman with the um, and, and this is actually a true story. This is I'm not being a, a smartass. This isn't a joke. Um, she, she had the, the breast implants, and then she got went in the airplane, and they exploded from the pressure. Yeah, I heard that one. I heard that. Sure. <laughs> and now are those weapons of mass destruction or are those uh, dirty bombs? I'm wondering. Well, that depends how big they are. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I was trying to go. Around a woman that fake. That's all I'm saying. Get your yeah, yeah. Yeah. Everything I about her. Everything about her. I, I, I kind of want to comment on this, but I'm going to digress. And you have the same thing. Inflatable doll. Of a naked woman. Inflatable doll. Inflatable doll. I'm hearing. I'm hearing a cacophony of things, voices, and I don't know what is being said to me. So. You can comment, Adam. It's all good. I mean, I I left a written comment earlier, but I guess I'll I'll speak on it, too. Um, The way she read it, I didn't feel like she really was hurt. Um, The thought of it was more of a commentary on society. It was more of like, you do this to yourself. You You know the risks. You know what you're doing. You put the pressure on yourself. We are far enough along as modern society that if you're doing this, if you're Kardashianing yourself, that's your own fault. You made your bed, you lie in it. Yeah, because they were all gorgeous. Now they look like freaks. I know, they're <laughs> Sorry. terrible. That's just uh, my yeah. opinion. That does not express like the opinions of the LCN. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that is Adam. <laughs> you can come, fi- come find me. Bring your heat. I don't care. I think they're fake. They look like plastic, they're, and they melt. Me too. So I prefer a natural <laughs> woman. I prefer a natural woman yep. anytime, any day. Any moment. I don't. She don't need makeup. Her hair can be tossed. She can. She can be in sweatpants. I agree with that. Don't need. She could. She could be built like a a iron board. I don't care. I love women of all varieties because it's more about the soul and the heart in the end. And I think Lizzie was trying to express that a little bit in that piece roundabout. Yep. That all this superficiality is kind of nonsense. Yes, it is. (laughs) All right. I think most guys like the natural women. Oh, silk. I want silk to comment. Silk and then. You make me feel. No, but what got me, Lizzie, was the the way you read that poem with that, like, upbeat, cheery, like, sunny, like, attitude in your Very voice, there. but totally sarcasm, too. I was like, 
I was like, oh hell no. And uh, because cause the poem was the poem was actually pretty dark if you stop and think about it. I mean, you, you totally had yeah. that sarcastic edge throughout the whole piece, and I, I love I love the good sarcasm, and that definitely had it. Uh, it's crazy. I agree. It's crazy what women and men and men will go through. I mean, uh, oh, especially I, like us guys with the, like our hair and shit too. Like, like, like I'm getting thin on top, and I see guys go nuts and start doing every crazy thing in the book to stop that. And yeah, including going and spending Thank like twenty thousand dollars on fake hair. I appreciate uh, so I'm coming from the other side of it hours. because men go through but, uh, um, body yeah. dysmorphia too. Yep. That's oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, this. yeah. Guy, guys not only their hair, man. That's 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 hard yeah. shit. Look at all the pressure though. All the women have to be, you know, all everything else is rough. Oh, don't worry. The tide is going to turn. <laughs> the tide is going to turn. Oh, good. For sure. Good. Uh, yeah. I don't think it's good. But yeah, and I don't also, think anybody there's should always have to a risk it. going under the knife too, and you really, uh, I think you painted that, and then that's something people don't think about. And anytime you go into anesthesia, there there is a chance you will die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, exactly. It's a very small mm-hmm. chance, but there is a chance. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, there's always been a chance. Even like uh, uh, liposuction, <laughs> we know that's what killed uh, Kanye's mom, which was unfortunate mm-hmm. and a tragedy. Um, that's what killed Joe Rivers, too, I think. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Red, I don't know why people do it. Why? I don't know. Because they don't. They don't feel like they're good enough. Razzy, razzle dazzle. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't see any of this being on cosmetics or plastic surgery. What, what I read was basically someone who has now fulfilled every other person's desires, and uh, they're a, a lady killer. They're, you know, the real thing when it comes to being a man eater. You just go around from once to the next and uh, ruin these souls because a man will always lust over a beautiful woman and it's usually his downfall. There you go, Raz. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Yes, it is. No, it's in the eyes so, of the beer holder. The beer holder, beer goggles. Yeah, yeah the old goggles. The old goggles. <laughs> That's a good quote right there, baby. Beauty is in the eye of the beer holder. Or the wine glass, I suppose. I got the nine Coronas. Everybody looks good. Yeah, the nine Coronas. Nine Coronas. Nine Coronas. Yeah, I love it. All right. What did they say? A two at ten is a ten at two. Oh, man. Well, you know, I don't, I think, either way, (laughs) reduce the fractions, I'll be a zero. So, here we go. Uh, I'm going to have to, I'm going to request somebody, I'm going to go my way. I have a friend who, uh, I have a couple that submitted for uh, my show tonight, and I'm going to make sure I want to get to them. So, um, I've requested Blade to read this for me. Um, So, that's, uh, I'm going to post it to the board here. And I, I know it's going to be wonderful. Is she still with us? I am. Oh, I haven't checked. Okay. 
I haven't checked the board. I, I was afraid I was going to see Blade drop. <laughs> I'm going to lose my mind. And there goes Wayne. Oh, dang. Wayne's gone. All right, Blade. Thank you. I appreciate this. Uh, yep. Four horsemen. You inform my thoughts. Tantalize and tease with words as your conquest for my body takes root within a single pad of the hooves, grazing on passion's grass, sweet with a devilish twist. My impulsive mind wars across untouched flesh, padding quietly and waiting in want, famished in the groves of hell, craving affection from your torment, from your words of torture. But alas, this fantasy is destined to wither and death shakes my universe as the four horsemen of the apocalypse ride, conquest, war, famine, and death. End poem. Thank you, Blade. Mm. A wonderful, sensual, dark piece here. Let's, uh, I'm going to just, anybody, I don't want to just pick someone and be like, no, not me. Okay, Silk, definitely you, you Silk. Have to, you have to, Adam, just go. Definitely Silk, definitely Silk. <laughs> Silky Smooth, definitely me, huh? unmute yourself. And, uh, yes, I'm calling um, on you, I'm, buddy. I'm up here. <laughs> and, um, no, um, that was a great read, Bled, first off. Uh, I thought you did great justice here, and um, I loved just quite a few lines in this poem. It had a, uh, it would, it it had the the deep sensuality, and it had the deep darkness too, uh, towards the end there. And um, to me, I I really loved uh, what it was talking. About. What were these couple lines here? Oh yeah, um, grazing on passion's grass, sweet with a devilish twist. My impulsive mind wars across untouched flesh. That that last line in particular was a great line. Uh, Kind of an envious line, honestly. I thought it was uh, awesome. But then down here, they're talking about this fantasy is destined to wither, and death shakes my universe. It's uh, yeah, it's uh, like the the sweet and the bitter. You gotta take the good with the bad, I guess. And uh, it was great. I, I really enjoyed it. <clears throat> thank you, thank you. I'm sure she appreciates your your envy, your Venus envy. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right, uh, Lizzie, what'd you think? Yeah, I thought this was a really. Um, I haven't read much from her, so this is like maybe the second or third um, poem I've actually read. So I'm still getting used to how she writes, but I think this is a really um, great piece. And I kicked out the same lines that Silk touched on because I thought that it was really. Um, well written that grazing on passion's grass, sweet with a devilish twist in my impulsive mind, war across across untouched flesh. I thought that was really an amazing thing. And then you know the padding quietly and waiting and want famished in the groves of hell, like you, you <laughs> right. working her way. Yeah, she's working her way to that last part with the you know the whole four horsemen coming in. You know conquest, war, famine, and death. And I just thought it was a really uniquely written. Um, it was just, it's a short piece, but it's really um, a very deep one. Like, I, I really enjoyed this piece. Awesome. Awesome comment, Lizzie. <laughs> I'm sure she'll appreciate hearing that. 
Uh, Boo, what do you think of this? Yeah, I haven't um, read too much to her easy, uh, either, easy. And that was a great read. Um, I love her name, Kate the Naughty Poet. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this isn't very long, but this is very sex- sexy. Um, as you conquest for my body, take not with a single <laughs> pat of smooth, like sweet and devilish twist. Yeah, she's almost welcoming it, inviting it. Um, craving infection, affection from your torment. I just thought of silk, sorry, but that's just where my mind went. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, really you know, I, I'm looking into silk. I'm looking into Like she's down with just get. I'm sorry to put this way, but no, I'm not going to put that way. Never mind. She's down with Don't getting get like <laughs> beat up and <laughs> fucked up, and then, but enjoying every second of it. And she's what, she wants to be conquered. You know she what? Wants to be taking control you're of you're right on with that. Definitely. Initiative. And uh, and she's not shy about it, and that's what I like about this. Um, oh yeah, poem. it's a wonderful piece. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll find that uh, she's very up. revealing in her writing. You know, you'll see this throughout mm-hmm. um, her erotic writing. She's definitely forward mm-hmm. about things, and she she can borderline sensual, but she definitely goes and puts it out there too. Um, she's a great yeah. writer. She's new to our group, to so I suggest people start checking her out. You know, as she shares more and feels more comfortable, I want to try to give her a spotlight tonight, and she was gracious enough to give me a piece to share. So I, I appreciate the comments. Anybody okay. uh, uh, chomping at the bit, maybe, who really... Oh, Rack is. Rack is. Rack, are you chomping <laughs> at the bit on this? Well, um, maybe it's, a, maybe it's probably, a gag. I don't know. <laughs> as long as you promise not to figure out the person that actually read it, because I think she might have something to say, but since you're asking me... <laughs> The thing that struck me the most is, is the idea that that came across when she when she brought us full circle to to, to the four horsemen to death. So um, when when I hear that expression, loving someone to death, that that has more than one meaning to me because I'm always looking for puns and things. So. Um, you know, it, it could be a romantic type, you know, uh, loving someone beyond death, but it could also be one of those, you know, overbearing. It's 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 like get away from me and and you know and and hounding me till till my death. So, um, but combined with the sensuality, it, it's got a, a really layered feel to it. You know, it, it's kind of hard to nail down the whole theme of, of why she circled to, to death in, in like the four horsemen type of a way. It's like that's the end all be all, the ultimate. It, it, saying she found the, the, the love of her life and, and, and you know she doesn't need to look for love anymore or, or you know is, is there more to it than that? Is it like you drove her to death? So um, again, it, it's one of those things that, that um, in my head I, I would have to picking apart because uh, it, it's not as straightforward as it sounds at all. That's a great insight. I don't know, we always appreciate any um view into uh any piece and it's wonderful that like I, I was really starting to key in on the last line to bring in the four horsemen even like to think the order that she gave them. I don't necessarily know if that is the order they come. <laughs> no pun intended. But uh <laughs> because you see that it's conquest, right? So you imagine like the beginning of a relationship and then war, the fighting between and then famine, like that moment that's so it's so familiar that the the love life is maybe dead and then death. But 
it just is it, not necessarily that, but I started thinking of that towards the familiarity of it. Um, yeah. Maybe, you know, it's interesting. Uh, Raz, would you like to speak on this? Yeah, I know the right order. Yeah, I, Raz. Good person. <laughs> I know the right order. <laughs> the Bible, my chapter, verse. The right order would be uh, first came pestilence, famine, then came war, and finally death. And so as to these four horsemen, how they're portrayed here, it's always going to be an antisocial statement. When you look at the world as it is now and you say that the very horsemen of the apocalypse they're about to be riding on and cause the destruction of all mankind and everything we will ever know, you know, it it defines the theme of the night, anti-poetry, even coming from minds like Chris Carter on the series Millennium. Wonderful. Giddy up. Giddy Wonderful up. comment, and I, I, I agree. It's, it's very anti-poetry to take something like the apocalyptic end of the world and to apply it sexually or erotically. That's an amazing exactly. idea. Love it. I think we all should be, like, in awe of that idea. Like, how does she she came up with that, to take the four horsemen yeah. and the end and the apocalypse and bring that into rapture, like, literally, like the rapture of your body as you're about to, yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> beautiful. You love it. You know well you love it. I definitely, I definitely love it. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, <laughs> um, She's the first one with the horses. Raph, anyway. do you have a poem? I have a couple of poems. Did you put on the board? Or? No, I didn't put any no. on the board, no. That's, yeah. Okay, <laughs> but go for it, man. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, did you put it? I'm just checking this. We called you today. Okay. You, you want you want you want anti poetry um, uh, soup kettle. It's uh, <laughs> po- po- poetic prose. It's uh, okay. something a little soup different. Um, yeah, okay. coffee kettle. It should be in the studio. I'll get the poem. Adam, if you want to get uh, soup, uh, soup kettle. Rex. I have to I have to Sound find cloud. it. Okay. Well, what is it called? I mean, you you want to just, what? Uh, just type in there, Rex. Hmm? It, 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 it's I think it's called soup, soup kettle, but you know, keep 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 oh, reading soup. your friends. Don't worry about me. Yes, yeah. Yeah. you are friends. my I'll get it for you. I'll soup get it kettle. for you. You can do somebody else. My thing is freezing right now, and my studio is freezing. Awesome. I'll get it, Adam. You do somebody else, and then we'll I go had to refresh all myself. Dang, my studio is freezing. I was trying to type this. It's okay. You can Weird. do somebody else, and then we'll do rack. Yeah, it's kind of hard when you're so low in the studio, but I think some people <laughs> understand that. Um, I'm in the studio. All right, I'm I got a SoundCloud. Studio. I already got I'm a SoundCloud, so I'm going to go you, ahead. Right? I'm being told to do things. I had no idea, impromptu stuff. And, like, uh, <laughs> you know, I had a I had a way I thought my show was going to go, and I'm being told to do a hundred other things. So, you know. You're a guy that used to being told welcome, what to do. Welcome to... Welcome to the host. <laughs> hey, I am used to that. So we're going to do uh, a SoundCloud right now of Naomi. All right. So let me post her actual poem to the board right quick. Okay, never mind. We're going to slow down because I I don't know if she found the SoundCloud or what. I see we have the soup kettle on the board. So you can do Naomi. I'm, I'm looking for the SoundCloud still. Okay, she's still looking for the SoundCloud, buried somewhere in the mists of audio clips. And I'm a poet and didn't know it, or perhaps I don't want to show it. 
Maybe if I give up and slam this, I might not know it. All right, copy, <laughs> paste, here we come. I miss the days of your... I don't know what I'm saying. Just filling air. Here we have Naomi's piece on the board, and I'm about to play the sound clip. Here you all go for wonderful Naughty Naomi. Beneath papered walls, a society wherein lifeless worms float at the bottoms of bottles of tequila, drowning in conformity, where we roam endlessly and trapped inside mind-papered walls, pecking holes through our brains, bleeding beneath pasted paper cuts of politically correct po protocols. As we secretly tattoo into our skins the colorful flights of insouciant butterflies in the comfort of our cocooned lives, too terrified of the surge of hissing serpent tongues if we dare take flight. Oh yes, let us shout hallelujah, pray, and say amen with our legs on cross shamelessly, naked, just begging for it with our thighs spread wide while rifles are proudly hung atop chimneys beside a cross and portraits of our children as we listen horrified to the news about another mass school shooting. Following the golden rule, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself unless they are of another race, religion, sexual orientation, or God forbid their lawn be greener than ours. All of us wanting to eat steak, even when we only deserve bologna. Looking to others for the cause of all our problems instead of staring into a mirror. In a world wherein 1% possess all the wealth, while half of humanity lives on less than $5 a day. And only one child out of five gets to go to school, where a dollar sign is more important than the birth of a newborn baby with plastered mouths and plastic smiles. Let us continue to just whimper at everything, complaining about anything as we struggle to walk. Oh, so, so straight and righteous in a world where all our sidewalks are cracked, twisted, and slanted. Damn. Wow, twisted indeed. Drop the mic on that social commentary. Mm -hmm. I absolutely yep. love this. I agree wholeheartedly. But I'm going <clears> to <throat> digress. Lizzie, I hear you speaking up, so please. <laughs> yeah, well, no, this, this, you definitely dropped the mic on this one, Naomi. This was amazing. The, the the whole way that you grabbed this, I mean, how, and I say this all the freaking time, how people act like they are so fucking holier than thou, okay? Yeah. And, you know, oh, so God-fearing, but these are the same people that do the scummiest shit on the planet, okay? <laughs> and, <laughs> and Damn, how do you really feel, Lizzie? You know, I, I, I'm sorry, but it's one of those things, like I always say, church does not save your soul, okay? It's your actions that save your soul. The building does not do crap for you, you know? Just because you went in there seven days a week and you're praying over there and your knees are freaking bloody from doing it, does not save you, 
<laughs> what saves you? What about my Hail Mary? Really? Your heart. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know? And there were so many people, and I see, you know, and I, and I tell my kids this all the time, you know, it's what you do in life, not just because, you know, oh, you're acting so holier than now. It's what you actually do. I mean, it's in the Bible. God knows what's in your heart. That's what applies. Mm-hmm. Not Absolutely. this nonsense, you know, about you walking around thinking you're holier than thou. But, you you know, you're, you're casting a stone on everybody else around you. Meanwhile, you know, people who live in glass houses shouldn't be throwing stones kind of shit. And, you, you know, it's it just, mm-hmm. I was hearing her reading, and I'm like, this is just so everything I <laughs> believe in. Speak <laughs> <laughs> on it, girlfriend. Speak on it. Amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll preach on it all day. Like, I'll stand on any rock and preach this all day. <laughs> <laughs> And I'll, you know what, I'll but take the stone hits for you, because I'll be right there with you. <laughs> there you Let me go. take the hits. I'll yeah. protect you. Silk. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Dan, this is a powerful piece, I thought. <laughs> I'm here. I thought this was a, a very powerful piece, and her, read, her sound call is awesome. And I agree with what Lizzie is saying. They, it's because people are, you know, going to church. I think it even says something about that in the Bible, too. It says the people who... uh some people like to go to church and be seen doing good work mm-hmm. yeah. and be seen they they like everyone to think of them as holy people. And then they say that I think the Bible says those people won't get into heaven. They've already had their reward on earth as being seen as the good person or whatever. And uh or I'm I'm I might be misquoting but I think I'm kinda of paraphrasing the what it says there, but uh no, I I, I really dug um this whole piece, I say, oh, yes, let us God, hallow you, pray and say amen. Our legs uncrossed shamelessly naked, just begging for it, with our thighs spread wide while rifles are proudly hauling <laughs> atop chimneys beside a cross mm-hmm. and portraits of our children as we listen horrified to the news about another mass school shooting. It's like, damn. Uh, I thought this was just a very powerful, hard-hitting piece, and uh, she just kind of killed it. I really enjoyed it. I agree. I agree. And a great reveal, great comment. And true, true, true. She definitely, it was like an expose, and it was the truth. It was the truth. <laughs> if anything, it was the truth. Yep. Uh, Raz, would you like to comment on this? Yeah, when you have a condition where children are not being taught what's right to think in school, like critical race thinking, then uh, you're definitely wandering along the edges of creating a society that no longer believes in its fundamental values. And if you take away that foundation, then everything else is surely to fall. So this is dangerous, that everyone has to be informed over not all on an eye-to-eye level. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a fair shake at it. Um, Boo, you mind commenting and relieve me for just a moment, please? Sure. Yeah, I agree with Lizzie. Um, <laughs> the anger evident there, Lizzie, in your, in your <laughs> mind. I was like, whoa. You know, but you're right. You know, these hypocrites. That, that want to judge you and say all oh, this bullshit, but they're the ones that are sinning and thinking like a couple of Hail Marys is going to save the day there. Um, I like how she calls it lifeless worms float at the bottom 
bottles of tequila drowning in conformity, you know, always the ones accusing um, mine paper walls. And her, I, I love the way she reads because she always has an attitude. And she always mm-hmm. seems like, yeah, she doesn't really care if you read it or not. Let us shout <laughs> hallelujah, pray and say amen with her legs uncrossed. Shamelessly naked. She always throws her naughtiness in there. And that makes <laughs> poetic. I'll say in our uh, father to you, boo. One percent possesses the wealth why half of humanity lives in less than five dollars a day. Well that's yep. true too. And um yeah, this is a really great poem with a lot of true facts and it's a lot of truth to it. Entertaining as always. Um Rack, did you comment? No, but uh, that line about the dollar sign being worth more than than a baby being born you know that, mm-hmm. that I mean the, the whole social commentary was brilliant, but but that line more than any of the other ones just just resonates because you know every decision you know that that people make uh, it turns out to be at the end of the day a business. It doesn't matter if it's what's right. They don't have. They don't care if it goes against standards or conformity or whatever. It's like, well, this is the bare minimum that I have to do. And and this is all I'm going to do because to, to to make a change is going to cost us too much money. It's not worth it. Um, and 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 that's what people really need to learn because that that's the reality of of it. And it's it's scary. You know, it makes you want to crawl under a rock or or, or hide at the bottom of the damn swimming pool, like the Blade said. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Adam, you back? Yes, I'm back. Oh, wonderful. I got the tail end of that, but it's uh, it's definitely true. It, people, it's a sad situation sometimes. I mean, not everybody fits into these uh, this this mold that you know we see in this uh, piece, but it definitely seems to be the bigger chunk in my experience in life. Mm-hmm. But I've seen the other side, and I've seen some of the most gracious, giving, authentic people in a religion. So, with that, um, oh, by the way, Jethro's on the line. Jethro? Yes, I believe I should be unmuted now. Hi, Jethro. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hello, Greetings from Sweden. I'd like to introduce uh-huh. uh, myself. I'm Jethro. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Jethro. <laughs> no. Hello, Jethro. You beautiful, crazy <laughs> genius, you. <laughs> Do you want music? All right. Do you want music? No. I'm oh not, yet. not yet. Behave yourself. <laughs> Rack, you're All right, still processing. So, I, know, I know you need to go, Rack, but um, you're still processing, so I'm, I'm waiting. I, I, didn't, I, don't, I, don't I don't need to go. You. I don't need to go. I, didn't, I just wanted you to know I didn't forget you. Yeah, I, know. I mean, it, it, has that piece not been already uploaded before? Because shouldn't it be I like saved in the memory in the of the studio? Couldn't find it either. Too. I couldn't, I couldn't find, find it. No. no. Yeah, I looked. I yeah. couldn't find it. So. Well, it's processing. Can we just go to the next one on the list. Sure. Let's find that order. So we're gonna. Uh, I'm gonna go with P.M. Murphy. So uh, he allowed me to choose a piece of his to share. So. 
few, you know, so few does he share on here. It's going to be a treat, I feel, to have others see his writing. And it's a it's a shorter piece. Um, and it's a great piece. I guess I'll, I'm, I, mean, I might as well go ahead and read it because I'm feeling a little left out of my own show. No, 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 no. I'm, there you I'm go. used to talking Red, and Red, commenting. Red, and Red, Red's the official topic reader. I feel I feel a little like colorless. I feel gray, and this is not his. This is, I, I'm not used to it. I'm used to being, you know, flavorful and all that flavor, flavor. And I'm so like muted and like an island. I feel, but I digress. Aww. This is P.M. Murphy's Aww. piece here. Yesterday's what garden. Albatross is white, so you're sort of an albino yep. to begin with, aren't you? Colorless. I, I, well, I'm very pasty white anyways, but we're, I'm about to read this piece. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is P.M. Murphy, Yesterday's Garden, and I digress. I did auto-rank to find out what they, the 